Welcome back, Eudemaniacs, to the podcast that explores Eudemania. Euda what? Eudemania means personal flourishing. I'm Emily Geyser, and I started this podcast to elevate our tools and understanding of flourishing. During this time where so many of us feel tapped out, exhausted, and down, I'm interviewing guests who bring fantastic tools and experience with flourishing to keep us focused on our own sense of well-being and potential. Thanks for spending this time with me. Today, I am joined by Prajakta Apti. Not only is she a registered dietitian and yoga teacher, but also trained and certified in Ayurveda. And this is why I invited her on the show today so we can learn more about Ayurveda and how we can apply its principles to our eudaimonia. Prajakta works closely with people struggling with digestive issues and strongly believes in treating the root causes to her clients' problems rather than applying band-aids to the symptoms. Like me, Prajakta is a firm believer that good health starts in your gut and a balanced diet and healthy lifestyle can help a person connect their mind and body and provide vibrant energy. Welcome, Prajakta. I'm looking forward to hearing more. Thank you so much, Emily, and it's so nice to come and talk to you here. Thank you for this great opportunity. Oh, of course. So can we start just by telling us kind of the briefest description of what Ayurveda is? Absolutely. So Ayurveda, and I think some people have heard about it these days. This is becoming, people are becoming more and more aware of this science of this medicine, but this is for people who have not heard this word or who don't know what Ayurveda is. Ayurveda is one of the world's oldest medical systems. And this was originated back in India about 5,000 years back. And this system completely relies on the natural and the holistic approach to physical, mental, and emotional health. Now, the word Ayurveda is derived from the Sanskrit words. This is again, Sanskrit is one of the oldest languages that was spoken in India. And the word Ayurveda derived from two Sanskrit words. Ayur means life and Veda means knowledge. So Ayurveda can be thought of as the knowledge of life. Now, the aims and the objectives of this medical science are to maintain the health of a healthy person and heal the disease of person who is ill or who is unhealthy. Now, both the prevention and healing, they are carried out entirely by natural means in Ayurveda. So at its core, Ayurveda is based on the belief that the mind, our body and spirit, they are interconnected. And in order to achieve optimal health, we need to balance all three. Amazing. Okay, you're going to give us a little bit more texture into how to do this. But I love that something that I was drawn to when I first learned about Ayurveda is how holistic it truly is, mm -hmm. right? Yes. In the yes. mind, the body and the spirit. And that we're not just treating symptoms, but really getting to the root cause. Absolutely. Because Ayurveda believes that anything 
physically that we are not feeling well about or anything happening to our physical body will have an impact on our mental health and vice versa. So if we are depressed or we are anxious, that's indirectly going to have an impact on our physical health as well. And that's why we really need to treat that individual as a whole person. And as you said, not just treat the symptoms because putting bandages on the symptoms, we know that that doesn't work. That doesn't work long term. Exactly. And what I find, I'm working with women on hormones right now, and they're, they're maybe treating like five or six different things separately. But mm. if you really look at where it's coming from, you could be treating with the one root cause. Absolutely. As a whole Absolutely. system. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yep, definitely. Now, another thing I want to talk about Ayurveda, and this is like a foundation or a very basic when it comes to this science. Ayurveda believes that every individual is born with a unique balance of three energies. And in Ayurvedic term, it is called dosha, or you can call it as body constitution. And there are three main doshas that have been identified, and they are called as vata, pitta, and kapha. Now, these doshas are believed to control our physical, our mental, and our emotional characteristics. So every individual, as I said, is born with the unique dosha. And generally, there are two doshas in every individual. And out of two, one is predominant. So person could have a dosha type of vata and kapha and in that case, vata is always going to be predominant and kapha is kind of a secondary. And when these doshas are in balance, then we experience good health physically, mentally, and emotionally. And any kind of imbalance that occurs in these doshas that can lead to illnesses or some health issues or some symptoms. So to give you some example, if person has a pitta body constitution or a pitta dosha, imbalance in pitta dosha can result in acid reflux or person may experience heartburn or indigestion or it can result in loose bowels or diarrhea. Or if someone has a vata body constitution or a dosha, imbalances in vata may manifest as constipation or bloating, abdominal distension, person may experience arthritis or even deal with insomnia. And similarly, to give you an example, kapha predominant individual, when there is a balance, that individual may experience cold or congestion or sneezing or some allergic manifestations. So this is very, very important to know because the whole science is based on your body types or your body constitutions or doshas. I mean, it's so brilliant. It just makes so much sense. I know you're going to tell us more about common natural treatments, but I'm curious about being raised in an Ayurvedic household when you probably have people of different doshas who thrive on different sorts of foods and stuff. How does this, what does this look like in real life? 
So first of all, it has to be when when you are getting a treatment under Ayurvedic science or under this medical system, it is a very, very individualized approach. There's definitely not a cookie cutter approach. The Ayurvedic practitioner will examine you, will find out your doshas. And there are different ways you can do that. There are some forms or there, there's more like a questionnaire you need to complete at the Ayurvedic practitioner's office. And that kind of gives an idea for a practitioner that what body constitution you are, you have. The other factor is the physical exam, looking at you. So to give you an example, generally, vata individuals or people who have a vata as a predominant dosha or a body constitution, those people generally are thinner. They are light in weight. Weight gain is not a problem for them. They are very active, agile. So those are some of the characteristics versus kapha individuals. They are slow. They usually are overweight. They have a very heavy bone structure and weight is always a challenge. So if anything goes wrong, the first impact it's going to have will be on their weight. So that's those people are also, and this is just a generalized thing I'm I'm talking about, but kapha individuals, they are generally lazy. They are slow in their actions or they prefer to sleep for a long time, for long hours. As far as the pitta constitution goes, those people, they are medium built. They are right, you know, as far as the weight goes, they are right at their weight as compared to their height. So that's not a problem. They generally have a lustrous skin. So their skin health is usually good. But those people get angry too fast. They get frustrated too fast. Those people are generally the leaders. So they like to lead the group rather than be a follower. So absolutely. I mean, this is a very individualized approach. And the practitioner will first find out what dosha type you have. And based on your dosha, of course, the treatment plan is kind of designed for you. And the Ayurvedic treatments include diet and nutrition, of course, lifestyle modifications, regular physical activity, rest and relaxation, which many times in, in today's modern world, we forget because we are on the go all the time and just want to get our to-do list done, right? The other treatment plan that includes in Ayurvedic treatments is meditation. And it it is kind of recommended to do it on a regular basis, on a daily basis, just as a part of your daily routine. Massages are also another type of treatment that is included in Ayurvedic treatment plans. Breathing exercises and, of course, the use of various kinds of medicinal herbs. Now, that also depends on what type of dosha you have because not all herbs are going to work for you and you need to really work with only those medicinal herbs that actually will be helpful to keep your doshas in balance. Love it. So you spoke a little bit about the individualization 
of this. Mm -hmm. I think that's key is that it's not a cookie cutter, one size fits all approach to wellness. Definitely not. Yep. Mm -hmm. You to maniacs. Thank you for listening to this episode of you to what? I know you love to learn about health and ways to feel better and get more joy from your day to day. You want to experience eudaimonia, but are you implementing what you learn? And do you feel successful with that? Maybe you aren't sick, you just don't feel great, like constant fatigue, foggy thinking, bloat or digestive issues, anxiety. These are all things that I can help you address. Is your doctor talking to you about the pillars of health like nutrition, sleep, movement, breath work? This is true preventative medicine. For example, when you work to bring more balance and health to, say, your hormones through diet and lifestyle, you can experience a cascade of benefits such as weight loss, more energy, better digestion, better sleep, better moods, and so much more. And it all stems from treating the root cause, not each individual problem. So I'm talking about this because the most common complaint I hear from women is that they know what they should be doing, but don't have the time or energy to make it happen or to stick with it. I get that. You probably read a lot listen to podcasts like this, and just generally know a lot of stuff, right? But knowing and doing aren't the same. A friend of mine just said, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who don't know how much they need you. Sometimes we need someone with a 10,000-foot view, an outside perspective to guide us. It can be confusing to constantly clear your path when you're bushwhacking through the weeds. I help my clients get from where they are to where they want to be. If you're ready to prioritize your own well-being, let's talk. Schedule a free consult call with me, and we can take the first steps towards discovering your own unique wellness blueprint. Visit my website to schedule, emilygeiser.com. Links are in the show notes. So can you say more about food and nutrition and the role that that has within Ayurveda? Absolutely. So definitely food and nutrition play a big role in here, and uh I mean, if I have to compare this with the today's modern world's eating habits, obviously they will not be considered right as a part of the food and nutrition protocol for Ayurvedic treatments. Now, Ayurveda believes in having a very balanced diet, which has all food groups included on the plate. Very, in, Ayurveda also encourages eating food in its most natural form, which is definitely staying away from uh, processed foods and foods with added colors and flavorings and all those stuff that has become a part of our today's world these days. Ayurveda believes in eating the fruits and vegetables, again, in its natural form and not in the form of applesauce or kale chips and all those things. So everything natural, because that's what your body recognizes as a food. And that's how Ayurveda believes that the food gets digested very well in your body and the absorption of nutrients happen correctly. Now, Ayurveda also believes that... Uh, digestion, optimal digestion is the key for having a balance of your dosha. So keeping your 
digestive fire up and running, which is basically stomach acids, is what we call it as. And if you have a optimal secretion of stomach acid or gastric juices, that will help you with the optimal digestion and absorption of nutrients. So Ayurveda strongly believes in um, kind of keeping your digestive secretions optimal. And in Ayurvedic terminology, it is called as Agni. Agni is fire and digestive juices are referred to as the agni, which is the fire of the entire digestion process. But going back to food and nutrition again, a well-balanced diet, eating foods in its most natural form, encouraging to eat fruits and vegetables, pure ghee is considered as a, it, it's a very pure form, which which is supposedly considered to kind of help absorb, help with the nutrient absorption. So a lot of herbs and spices, they are sauteed in ghee before you eat them because they basically release their aromas and their medicinal properties when they are sauteed in um, warm ghee. And then that ghee actually helps as a lubrication. It helps to carry those medicinal properties to various parts of our tissues and cells. And that's why Ayurveda definitely encourages to have at least one meal where you are sauteing the different kinds of herbs and spices in warm ghee. I'm so glad you mentioned ghee. For those of you who are listening who are not aware of what this is, it's spelled G-H-E-E. And I'm going to let Prajakta explain exactly what ghee is and then maybe its nutritional benefits and why, why we should be having that once a day with herbs and spices. Okay, so as Emily said, ghee is spelled as G-H-E-E. This is a product that is made from cow's milk and Ayurveda also believes that milk is also a really good food that has a lot of benefits. But we need to understand that back, this was, this system was originated 5,000 years back. And that time, the quality of the cow's milk was much, much better as compared to the milk that we get today. The cows back then were treated nicely. They were given a lot of good food. So the quality of that milk was definitely better. And that's why the ghee that is made from this milk is, is a good quality. So I'm not going to get into too detail of the process of making ghee, but basically you make butter out of cow's milk and then that butter is heated on a very slow flame for a long period of time and of course the moisture the excess water everything gets evaporated and what is left at the end is called ghee and you can you can just consider that as a as a type of butter and a lot of health stores these days, they have pure ghee and it has a beneficial effect. Um, of course, it's a, it's a fat after all. So you need to have it in moderation. And that's why Ayurveda 
encourages to have just a teaspoon of ghee every single day. Lot of Ayurvedic herbs are mixed in ghee because as I said, they release their aroma very well and ghee acts as a lubrication for our joints. So definitely if you have any joint pain or stiffness, taking regular ghee uh, will help you with your joint achiness or joint stiffness. It acts as a lubrication when someone is dealing with constipation and Ayurveda encourages person who is dealing with constipation is to take a warm ghee, a teaspoon of warm ghee mixed in milk and take it a night before, which helps with the easy bowel movement. Every thing that is recommended in Ayurveda, of course, need to be done consistently and you can expect results just by trying it for, you know, two, three days and expecting the results right away. For everything, I think the consistency and compliance to that new change that you are making is absolutely necessary. That's so important. I'm glad you mentioned it. It's not like you can do it once and expect to see resolution of your problem, right? No, absolutely not. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just a real quick break here because I want to take a moment to rave about my favorite skincare brand, Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter has set the highest bar for safety in the beauty industry. It's not just safer ingredients, but sustainable packaging, ingredient transparency, responsibly sourced raw materials, trace contaminant and heavy metal testing. By the way, that's unheard of. Beauty Counter is a B Corporation, EWG certified and Leaping Bunny certified, plus female founded. If you are ready to switch to clean beauty, I highly encourage you to shop Beauty Counter. Truly, I love it. You can head to the website beautycounter.com backslash Emily Geyser to shop with me. You can get the link for that and a discount code in the show notes or message me and I'll send them to you directly. I first learned about the benefits of spices from learning about Ayurveda, the healing benefit in herbs and spices. And I'm curious if there is an herb or spice that you take every day just because you found it to be so helpful for you. Well, I grew up in India, of course. So I still have my roots back in India, even if I am in this country for over 20 years now. And definitely my diet is mainly the Indian food. Uh, And at least throughout the weekdays, I try to eat all the Indian food as, you know, kind of going to the basic as we can. And Indian food heavily rely on turmeric and we use turmeric in our cooking pretty much every day. Every dish that we make, the savory dish, I would say not a sweet or a dessert, but every savory dish has turmeric in it. And turmeric, as probably I don't have to speak a lot about turmeric because turmeric has gotten a lot of popularity these days and everyone knows what turmeric is. It's a root and it has a great medicinal value. It is actually called in Ayurveda a golden herb. And um, it, it, it is highly antioxidant. It is anti-inflammatory. So taking a pinch of turmeric 
every day is what I would encourage people. You can take that with warm milk. You can take it in warm water. You can even mix it in warm ghee and take it. Another important thing that many people are not aware that turmeric has an active ingredient called curcumin. And curcumin works well in your body as giving you anti-inflammatory benefits only if it is combined with black pepper. So make sure that when you take turmeric, you are adding crushed black pepper in it. Thank you. Awesome. So what are some common problems that you have found Ayurvedic Ayurveda to be particularly helpful with treating? Or what do you find that you're treating the most using Ayurvedic principles? Sure. So again, I mean, as I said, it's a very individualized approach, but there are definitely few things that I regularly practice in my private practice and indigestion is very commonly seen in people who come to me and majority of my clients are struggling with digestive issues because that's what I work with. That's my niche. So people are dealing with digestive problems and indigestion is a common complaint that I see. And for that, ginger is really, really a great herb that has proven to help with the optimal digestion. So with ginger remedy, a simple thing that you can even try to do, and of course, I mean, all these remedies, I call it as home remedies or secrets, they don't have side effects. So you can certainly try for a few days before you start seeing benefits. So with indigestion or to help with the optimal digestion, the way how ginger works is you take half a teaspoon of grated ginger and to that you add few drops of lemon or lime juice and a tiny pinch of salt and then mix that mixture really well and chew it. Don't gulp it down. This is very important that you need to chew that mixture and then maybe drink a glass of water after that. And you need to practice this five minutes before you start eating your meal. And this ginger will actually help stimulate more production of digestive juices, which I was talking about earlier, referred as agni, and it helps with optimal digestion. Amazing. Okay. So you chew that and then you eventually swallow it, but you spend a long time yeah. kind of masticating it in your mouth, right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So you chew that first. And I know just gulping it down with some water is not going to be effective. Also, you want to make sure I'm insisting again, just five minutes before your meal, because if your meal gets delayed, then your stomach will start its work. It will produce the gastric juices, but there won't be any food for those gastric juices to work on. And you may actually experience heartburn. So definitely try to start eating your food within five minutes. That's a key. And that is great for people who experience bloat. I hear a lot about bloat. Exactly. Bloating. And why people experience bloating? Because they do have a problem with digestion. Their body is probably not digesting food well. And that's why they experience bloating. Mm -hmm. All right. What other home remedy do you have for us? Sure. So gas is another common complaint that I hear 
with my clients. And for that, I recommend lemon juice. And what you need to do is you take a teaspoon of lemon juice and to that you add half a teaspoon of baking soda and mix that into one cup of cool water. So I would say cool means, you know, right in the refrigerator or even at room temperature will be fine. So to one cup of water, you add a teaspoon of lemon juice and half a teaspoon of baking soda, mix it really well and drink, drink it quickly right after your food. Okay. And that will actually really help you with, you know, feeling gassy or that flatulence is what we call it as. So this thing needs to be done after meal, unlikely what we discussed about ginger earlier. Really interesting. I haven't heard that before, but happy to know about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. The another thing what I would recommend here is the common complaint that we all have is cold. We have uh, pretty much cold can happen, you know, any time of the year. It, it is not a seasonal thing. So black pepper really, really works well with cold. And you take quarter teaspoon of black pepper powder. And in that you add a teaspoon of natural raw honey, mix it well, and then take it after your food, not before. So take it on a full stomach after your meal is done. And that black pepper has a heating quality. And that heating quality actually helps to relieve your congestion and it drives your cough out. Amazing. Okay, so that's for people that have coughs. Is that what you said? If you have a cold. cough, cough and cold, cold. Yeah. cough and cough cold. And cold. Uh -huh. yep. Or, you know, you feel like a chest congestion and things yeah. like that. So it really helps that heat from the black pepper really helps to get your cough out and you feel like, you know, kind of, you don't have that congestion anymore. Fascinating. What's the role of the honey with that? Honey is considered as a medium, just like ghee, to kind of get those benefits to you 100%. Honey really has a, a lot of importance in Ayurveda. Honey, ghee, those are the two things that, you know, you will see a lot of, lot of medicines, the Ayurvedic medicines, the powders, those are either mixed with honey or they are mixed in ghee and that's how you take it because that's, that's considered that it works 100% in your body, giving you the full benefits of that herb. Okay, so you've given us a lot of tools and tips here. And for people who are, this is brand new, they have a lot to leave with and try and play with at home. And also like there's so much to start Googling and reading about Ayurveda. There's just a lot there. They can also plug into what you're doing, which I know you'll share with us at the end. I'm curious before we move into the question that I ask everybody about their morning routine, if there's a question that like you wish I'd asked you or you wish people asked you more about Ayurveda or your work. I would say that if you are interested in getting treated by Ayurvedic treatments, my suggestion would be here, don't wait until you are really feeling sick. You, if, if you feel that overall your health is good, there is still something you can do to maintain that health so that you don't get into major issues later in your life. So what I would say that start now, start 
kind of being proactive with your health so that you will get those benefits and you can do like simple things like maintaining like a daily routine because ayurveda believes that keeping your routine consistent is very very important for your body and to maintain your doshas and keep them in balance so certain time of time of the day that you wake up be consistent with that if you are doing any type of meditation or exercises do that follow the breakfast routine at the same time you don't have to eat the same breakfast every day but try to have your meals at certain specific time of the day or if you do exercise try to do it at a certain time of the day try going to bed at the certain time of the day if you maintain your daily routine and be consistent with it that definitely gives you lot of benefits long term you may not feel it right away but definitely that will help you in in long run and i can definitely say this looking at my grandpa's lifestyle and he was a firm believer of ayurveda he was a great reader he used to read a lot regarding ayurveda he was not like a practitioner or anything as a professional but definitely he had a lot of knowledge and i have seen him following the same routine until his last day and his life was really really beautiful he was as healthy as i can see a person at 94 years old with not a single medication and he maintained his lifestyle the way he used to maintain when he was probably 60 so i'm a firm believer that you definitely want to follow the same routine and the same schedule every single day as much as you can i know we travel a lot and we have other responsibilities but whenever it is possible try to stick to your same routine health doesn't begin in the doctor's office right but it really begins with how we take care of ourselves day to day mm-hmm. and you just highlighted that beautifully with your grandpa's story i love it speaking of routines i think a morning routine is a really important way to begin that routine process and to start our day i'm curious if you have one and if so what it looks like absolutely and as i i was just talking about daily routine and maintaining that routine i am going to say that i'm not the perfect by any means but i try to be because as a mom working as a dietitian there are a lot of other responsibilities i have everyone has it in their life but i still try my best to maintain my same morning routine as much as i can so as far as my morning routine goes i wake up around 5 am i start my day early i'm a early riser i like it that way i was always like that and of course i mean brush your teeth but before doing that i do what is called as oil pulling and i don't know if that's a new concept to many of you but oil pulling is another a good practice that is recommended in ayurveda and you take any any type of oil i use sesame oil but you can use sesame oil you can use coconut oil you can use olive oil and you take a small capful of this oil and you basically 
squish squash in your mouth and you keep doing that at least for five minutes and then of course you spit it out and then you brush your teeth normally that you do or use your mouthwash or whatever oil pulling is shown to improve the health of your gums and your teeth but problems with your gums like you know unhealthy gums that can bleed or can lead to gingivitis those are the problems that you can avoid by practicing oil pulling and i have been practicing this for many years and i can proudly say that my oral health is really really good and my dentist is impressed with me every time i see my dentist so that's what i do followed by that i i start my day with lot and lot of warm water and i kind of try to practice intermittent fasting so i try to have at least 14 hours of gap before i have my first meal of the day between my dinner last night and so called my first meal the next day so in after waking up i just keep drinking warm water with little bit of lemon in that and that's what i do i start my day by journaling and journaling about not just what needs to be done for that day like my to do list but i like to write three affirmative sentences about myself or what i think what i feel about and i think that helps me get going throughout the day and feels me motivated i am a firm believer of breathing practices so that's again my routine after my kids go to school i get some time at around 7:30 i do my breathing practices breathing techniques i follow kind of two or three breathing practices every single day spend about i would say 15 minutes in my breathing and definitely that helps to keep my stress under control and by nature i'm a stress taker i get worried on little things i get tensed on little things and um since i have started practicing this more and more regularly i can feel that i don't get stressed quickly or even if there is stress i am now confident that i can handle that situation without going crazy and definitely without affecting my health so that's what i definitely do try to practice this anywhere even if i'm on vacation breathing practice is not something i avoid or i forget about because that's something you can do anywhere so that's another thing that i do as my morning routine and followed by you can call it as brunch or breakfast when my 14 hour fast gets over and i break that fast with definitely some healthy protein source it could be eggs or it could be just my protein shake with protein powder and some fruits and mct oil and you know whatever is available at at my home so that's what my morning routine looks like and as i said i try to stick as much as i can again i'm not perfect 
there are days that I was not able to do a few of these things, but I, I try my best. And what I found with my morning routine is that starting simple and building on it, I feel the benefits and it's really easy to stick with it because if I skip a day, I notice that day that I'm kind of ungrounded or maybe more quick to irritation or anxiety. And yeah, I love my morning routine. It's like my favorite time of the day, that quiet centering time. Absolutely. And it's it's the time I, I feel that to look within yourself and reflect some of the things that you want to change. So I, as you said, I really love that time. And that just gives me peace of mind and a kind of keep me going, you know, throughout the day. Awesome. This is great. You're such a bright light projector. Thank you so much for being here and sharing, sharing all this with us. It's great. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I really, really appreciate it. It was great chatting with you. So I know people are going to be eager to learn where they can find out more about you. And I will put links to everything in the show notes. But why don't you share some of the exciting things happening in your practice? Okay, I am a registered dietitian and I work closely with people who are struggling with various kinds of digestive problems. You can check more details about how I work with my clients and my services that I offer on my website, rightnutritionworks.com. You can also find me on Instagram with the Instagram handle at rightnutritionworks. I have a great free resource that you can download if you think that your digestive health is not on track, if you feel something is off. I have a great guide called Fix Your Gut, and this guide gives you the step-by-step framework to, to kind of fix your gut and take your gut health to the next level. The link for that is rightnutritionworks.com forward slash fix your gut free guide and just click that link download it and you can take you can start taking smaller steps right away fantastic thank you so much absolutely thank you once again if you're still listening thanks so much for sticking around if you love what you heard please hit follow and pass along to a friend You can help others find this podcast more easily by taking a moment to rate and review. And if you're curious what it's like to work with me or just want to learn more about the work I do in optimizing your own wellness, head to my website, emilygeiser.com. You can connect with me directly on Instagram at emilygeiser. Links for those are in the show notes. I'll be back next week and hope you will be too. Until then, think good thoughts and go for them.